Welcome to JoyMed, the podcast of the Medical Society of Virginia. Here at JoyMed, we're delivering stories, wisdom, and resources about healthcare in the great Commonwealth of Virginia. Our mission is to celebrate the humanity of the patient-physician relationship. Say hello to the joy of practicing medicine. JoyMed. This podcast was recorded on January 28, 2020. To get real live updates of bills that were discussed in this podcast, go to msv.org. My name is Clifford Deal, and I am the 2019 to 20 president of the Medical Society of Virginia. Uh, Clark Barano, Assistant Vice President of Government Affairs for the Medical Society of Virginia, meaning I run our government affairs team and our chief lobbyist. Lauren Bates-Rowe, Vice President of Health Policy for MSV. Um, The health policy team works closely with the government affairs team to develop policies and uh, public policies to solve health care issues in Virginia. So, yeah, we we do spend um, several hours of our day down at the General Assembly building. Um, Often, uh, for better or worse, our agenda is dictated for us by what's on the committee dockets. Um, We certainly have our agenda, but... uh, uh, on occasion, um, we won't know what's going to be up in a particular committee until um, 12 hours to 24 hours later. Um, and so, once once we have that information, we generally try to go out, go around, speak with each member of the committee and or their staff. Um, myself and Tim Farber and Casey, Kelsey Wilkinson um, uh, spend a considerable amount of time just trying to get you know, the good word into delegates and senators' ears about about where our stance are and why. One thing that surprised me is that as bills work their way through, they morph and evolve. And so there's a constant circling back around through different offices. Sometimes you may see the delegate. Today we had a great conversation with Delegate Hurst uh, from Roanoke uh, with the students. Uh, But it may be his aide is Sadie. Um, uh, But on the other hand, we had a great uh, dialogue with the aid to the majority leader, uh, Senator Saslov. So uh, sometimes you meet the delegate or the senator, sometimes it's through the aid. One thing that always surprises me is the youth of the uh, the legislative aides, but they play a key role in the development of the senator delegate's policy development. So sometimes uh, that's as, as or maybe more effective than talking to the legislator themselves. It's They're all part of the same team. Policy really tries to help um, sort of fill in the gaps. And so, as Cliff said, excuse me, as Dr. Deal said, um, you know, bills change and Clark and his team will come back and say, we're hearing this, you know, can you find out if it's true, what other states are doing, what's going on? And so we are almost a rapid response research team. And so we also then try to, you know, problem solve and workshop things and say, well, you know, we don't like this, but it's better than what's being proposed. So go talk to people and try this. Or, you know, if a message isn't working, we work with our marketing team as well as the GA and policy team to, you know, figure out a a different argument. Um, A lot of these issues are so complex. And while we understand it, because we understand healthcare, you know, in a two minute conversation, trying to explain, you know, the complexities of healthcare, insurance reimbursement, Etc. I mean, it just people's eyes start to glaze over. Um, so we do a lot of that, and then sort of help out, you know, as needed with lobby days and sitting in committees and things like that. Yeah, our policy department is fantastic. Um, I pause just a second. I want to have give a shout out to Harry Gawanter because if there was a 
actually a pseudo member of the General Assembly team. He keeps <laughs> us up to date with lots of uh, varying perspectives. And I'm happy to report his bill on immunization reported favorably out of committee today from HWI. Yeah, I mean, here it is. Harry is a great, great advocate. So, so one. Let me give you an interesting bill that came up this year. So, uh, Senator Servell uh, uh, submitted a bill that would essentially require physicians to serve as a de facto expert witness. Mm. Uh, we were able to kill the bill. Uh, it raised a lot of concerns across the Commonwealth, including with us and the MSV. Um, it, but it sort of begs the question, which is, you know, how does the MSV ha- develop its policy? Because there wasn't any particular policy on this particular bill, but the executive committee met. We opposed this uh, and 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 move forward. The But generally speaking, how we develop our offensive policy is through the House of Delegates, in which we, the physicians across the Commonwealth, vote up or down uh, on shaping our policy, or through the specialty societies where a legislative agenda gets advanced through various uh, things, and then we, we working through the executive committee uh, on a week-to-week basis as the bills morph, we have to decide whether this is still consistent with MSV's policies or not. Yeah, and I think that's so important, too, because and. Um, Cliff deals with this all the time. You know, folks will ask, well, can't you, you know, sway the committee to support or oppose this bill? And I'll say, you know, our president and our executive committee do a great job. They know that, you know, our bylaws say the House sets policy. And once we have a position, right, we follow that position. Um, And it's why it's so important that we have people participate with us year round because you know you that's that's honestly how Dr. Gwanter got a bunch of our PBM policies was he said I really care about this we said we don't have policy he wrote resolutions he came he advocated it and here we are supporting PBM bills so it's super important because then we can vet those things internally and decide our position together and aren't doing it in front of all 140 legislators Amen I will say the executive committee just so you know is uh, composed of you know a handful of folks but they're from all across the state uh, and all across different specialties trying to make these decisions clearly as a general surgeon in richmond my perspective is uh from that point of view so we we have folks on the committee who are from anesthesia primary care urban areas uh, other specialty areas uh helping lend a hand uh to make decisions on where we ought to go as the issues evolve um, I mean, we vet every issue um, that, that might um, hit a bump quite thoroughly. Um, they, they do a heck of a job um, considering it from all the angles and asking the right questions. It is, it is a, quite a task. The, the trickiest thing is, as I mentioned, is just the nature of the schedule and physicians' livelihoods. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we don't know when bills that matter um, often are in committee until the day before. Um, physicians cannot um, take off work willy-nilly. They have to treat patients. They have to save lives. Um, it is it is not something as easy as filling a committee room. Um, you know, if I call a group of doctors on a Monday and hope they can get there Tuesday morning, they're all going to laugh at me. Um, other professions that we can occasionally uh, bump heads with um, have that luxury. The other thing I'd say is tell a friend, right? Like, at we have action alerts, we have newsletters, there's lots of stuff out there you can read, but, you know, we 
we call our physicians that we work with closely and they're wonderful and have been super helpful. Um, and we want to expand that universe of folks we can call and say, Hey, I know you have an example on this or, Hey, didn't you have a friend who had a patient who had this happen to them? And so the more you can sort of expand our network of physicians who we can call on to ask to do something or give us information really is tremendously helpful. Um, I, I mean, we need those stories and those examples to supplement all the research and things like that. There's, you know, facts and stats are great, but when you hear about the real life impact to a Virginia patient, um, it makes all the difference. If you're waiting for bills that matter, that you care about to, to roll onto the docket, um, I promise you they matter now as much as they'll matter a month from now. We also launched this year um, White Coats on Call 365, if you're familiar with our lobby days, uh, traditionally called White Coats on Call. And all it really means is that you are part of the special Delta um, forces of advocacy for the medical society. Um, these are people who, who want to be informed, who want to know, um, you know what's going on in subcommittees and, and elections and, and fundraising and kind of the inner workings of how we make our decisions and, and get to the points of where we want to be. So um, if, if you can sign up for that, you can go to msv.org backslash WCOC-365. And I think to that point, it's one of the reasons why General Assembly session is so important, but also developing a relationship outside of General Assembly is just, I think, even more important. Um, it goes really fast here and people have committee meeting and groups coming in. And so, you know, if you're a known friend to a legislator and they know what you do and know how you help that community, um, it makes your phone call, your email, your text just sort of stand out above and beyond everybody else's. We have a full slate this session, uh, notably our issues as it pertains to scope of practice legislation. Um, unfortunately, we've seen two bills that come to mind um, relating to the expansion of scope of practice, uh, that being uh, by the Pharmacist Association as well as naturopathic doctors. Uh, the Pharmacist Association has put in a bill that would seek to allow pharmacists to diagnose, prescribe, and treat for a handful of diseases, including the flu and strep. Having talked with our physician membership, um, there are several concerns we have with, with uh, pharmacists being able to single-handedly um, diagnose a patient in the back room of a Walgreens um, and, and the follow-up care that, that might be needed therein. So we're working actively to oppose that. Uh, there is also a bill to license naturopathic doctors. Um, we have worked very hard to oppose that uh, with our concerns being that their education and training is not sufficient to safely, safely and effectively treat patients. In the Senate, um, as we do when professions want to be licensed at this time, uh, it has been kicked to a Department of Health Professions workforce review study. Uh, the last study they had was in 2005. Um, in the House, the bill is still active, our hope being to either uh, kill the bill or, or similarly have the House diverted to a study. One of the big issues that's before the General Assembly this year is balanced billing. And as you well know, when a patient is out of network, there are charges uh, that may or may not be paid, and if so, at what rate. And there are various strategies going around to try to cap that rate and basically take the arrangement uh, from a currently negotiated standpoint between the physician and health plan uh, to where it would not no longer be negotiated, and some of the bills are very disadvantageous to physicians. 
Yeah, I'd say the the biggest thing I think around balance billing is there's a coverage gap for insurance companies and premiums continue to rise, but yet they continue to pay less, particularly in cases of emergency care where patients don't have a choice as to who they see. And physicians, quite frankly, shouldn't and are legally not allowed to ask for a patient's insurance information during a medical emergency. So um, the solution we've been working on would make sure that patients are well taken care of as well as the ER safety net. Well, again, it's a team effort, and well, we rely tremendously upon uh, the brains and the brawn uh, of, of the staff. Um, and by that, I mean Lauren and Clark, you know, the rest of the General Assembly team to be effective here. Uh, I, I'm here every Tuesday. Richard Such is the immediate past president, is here mostly every Wednesday. Other members of the executive team rotate on Thursdays to try to be here because we have patients scheduled, and we, we try to work this out to have time allotted. Uh, but it's uh, it's certainly a challenge, and then it's, it sort of continues all year long, again, with relationships with your legislators. But the reality is I, I think our number one goal is, you know, the safe, safety and healthy health of all Virginians. And um, this is uh, why, uh, while we certainly appreciate the efforts of our colleagues, uh, both who are pharmacists and, and, and complementary and alternative medicine, why we d- defend some of the encroachments upon their legislative desire to practice medicine. Yeah, and I think the big thing that we've seen, and just in my time at MSV that I've seen, is really the shift from physicians. You know, and as Clark said, I think we're still working on it. We've got a lot of new folks, but, you know, you have to talk about why this is important to patients, why this is important to communities. Um, There is a natural belief, and I've seen it in other organizations, you know, the, the turf battle that you're defending, you know, this because you want to make money, you, you know, think you're superior. And we all know that's not the case. And that's the reason why, you know, it's so important that you reach out to the staff here at the Medical Society. You look at our talking points, you work through our materials and, and you really engage with us because we try to make sure that members here the message that we know you all care about, which is patients and patient safety and the quality of healthcare in Virginia. And so that's why you'll see a lot of times, and I say this as the policy nerd of the bunch, you know, we try to break things down so it's super, super simple. Um, And if you want to nerd out, like come join the health policy team. We've got a chair for you. So certainly to to the points raised, um, physicians have expertise with the exceptions of a few healthcare providers. in the General Assembly, um, as well as Shimon Donovan, who is the only physician in the General Assembly. Uh, Expertise when it comes to medicine um, is not always in abundance. Um, So when we have issues such as the pharmacist's scope of practice bill is a great example. Um, It will allow for them to diagnose and prescribe for the flu. And the question is raised, well, how complicated or how complex is it to diagnose the flu? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, you know, most of our staff are, 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 would, would not be aware. We have to go ask our membership and the physicians, and it turns out uh, the flu being the eighth leading cause of death in the United States of America is quite complicated. Um, and so telling those stories, having those narratives, um, sharing that information with people, um, because the other side, be it pharmacist or any opposition, is going to say, this is no big deal. And of course, when they say that, the big deal is always relates to patient health and patient wellness and patient outcomes, and we need to be defending that first and foremost. 
one of the things that comes up, I think, is that a perception is that the medical society uh, it has a partisan role, and and we are decidedly nonpartisan, neither red nor blue. We are pro medicine, and there are, uh, sometimes there are some areas where we can choose honestly to, to not agree on, but but there's a lot more common areas where we're looking out for patients uh, and the health of all Virginians, where we can come together and agree, and so if if there may be other political venues that you can we can have a different conversation about you know, whether it be climate change or gun control or you know other things. But but the medical society is about the health and welfare of Virginians, and it's a place where all where all hopefully Virginia physicians can come together to agree upon what those things are, and and move forward in a productive way. If you have issues you're passionate about, unfortunately, we only have a certain amount of bandwidth. Um, in the General Assembly uh, and Government Affairs staff. There's issues you're passionate about. Um, if you can't show up, let us know. Um, I mean, we support quite a few bills. We oppose quite a few more, but we probably monitor even more than that. Um, and so if there's something you want eyes on or follow up on or information or messaging, we're happy to serve at the pleasure of each of our members. Well, and to that point, I think that's, I'll take it as another plug for our House of Delegates process and our policy making process. I mean, we have to work that out ourselves under the umbrella of the House of Medicine, right? You as an individual absolutely should find a way and a venue that's appropriate for you to do those things. But the way we lose is if all of the House of Medicine is not united. It is so easy to say, well, you're a surgeon, I'm primary care, and rural urban, or profession versus profession. And when you all walk in there and say, I'm here for my patients today, it's my number one priority, and everyone, every physician that any member of the General Assembly or their staff interacts with is carrying the same message. It really means something. And so we do need to be united. If you want to have those conversations, you know, please reach out to us. We can get you all set. Our annual meeting is in October. It's at the Homestead in Hot Springs. So, and it's our 200th. So you should come and have those discussions there. How many there. bills are we tracking this year, Clark? 400 plus. On average, that's more. What are we doing in a normal year? Yeah, normally we've been somewhere between 250 and 300. So we're seeing more health care bills, I think, than since I've been here. It is a new Democratic majority um, here in the here in the General Assembly. First time in 20 plus years for the Democrats to be in charge. And thus, um, there were a lot of ideas that were percolating for a long time. And now they're they're all the way alive. So um we're seeing a lot of a lot of new faces and in, in committees and subcommittees and working with them actively to to have the voice of medicine present in their considerations. So one of our take-home points for today would be please know who your legislator, your delegate, and your senator are. If you can politically support them, do something for them, have a relationship with them, um, whether you're in the same party or not. Thank you all very much for listening. We'd love to have you. I would say we not only would we love to have you, we need you. Uh, the reason that we're effective in part is because we're a grassroots organization, and that means although we have a great team, you're a part of the team, and we need you down here. Uh, and certainly I make phone calls, emails, uh, your contributions, but we, we need you. Thanks for tuning in to JoyMed. Don't miss out on an episode. Subscribe to JoyMed from your favorite podcast provider today.